and welcome to Catholic Current, where we give you an update on events affecting the Church in the United States. From Washington, D.C., I'm Mara Moser. Today we are joined by our colleague Cindy Wooden with Catholic News Service in Rome. Cindy has served as a Vatican reporter for more than three decades. This week, she and other members of the Vatican Press Corps met with the Pope. Thank you for joining us, Cindy. Earlier this week, you and 150 of your colleagues met with Pope Francis. Can you set the scene for us? What was that like? Um, so the Vatican Journalists Association had an audience with the Pope on Monday morning. Um, it was first supposed to be at 9 a.m., but the Pope moved it to 8 a.m., which means we had to be through security at 7 so we were all in St. Peter's Square while it was still dark. I mean, like all the way dark. Um, and in fact, he began by apologizing for making us get up so early. <laughs> but it was it was kind that he agreed to meet with us when he's so busy. It was fun to be together with all my colleagues who you know, you don't, I don't usually see that many of them at one time. I mean, if we're going on a papal trip, there's usually about 70 of us. And you spend way too much time with those 70 people on a trip. But, you know, after the holidays, it was nice to, to see everyone. Um, the Pope knows a lot of the journalists by name, even. And so it was a very kind of relaxed atmosphere. Um, it was friendly. And he spoke a bit about journalism as a vocation and about covering the church as a church and not as a political party or, um, you know, not always looking for scandal. And also, though, not always being kind of hands off as if the church is some, you know, far off institution that must always be treated with great respect. Um, you know, he, it was, uh, his central message was to cover the church as it is living in the world, even if that means touching the wounds of the church, but also telling the stories of the great things that the church is doing locally and globally. Cindy, you talked about the Pope's message in his prepared remarks. How does this fit with his message for the church writ large? I think um, it fits into his idea of the church as a field hospital, as being, it's not some otherworldly thing made up of plastic saints. I mean, it's full of real men and women who do amazingly beautiful things and sometimes mess up really badly. Um, it's full of people who pray, who help their neighbors, who struggle to get through the month, um, who encourage one another, who drive each other crazy sometimes. I mean, I think he has a very um, down-to-earth realization of what the church is as it tries to lead people toward heaven. Cindy, you've been working at Catholic News Service Rome for a long time. You are a veteran journalist. Have you noticed 
any changes in the nature of journalism or the way that the Pope and the Vatican are covered in the media? Well, I mean, I've been here now 35 years. Um, and I mean, technology has kind of changed everything. Um, there's an expectation that at the very least you'll post to social media immediately. Um, so there's less time for reflection. People want the news as soon as it happens. Um, so there's that. I think there's also different popes have different relationships with reporters and um, different relationships with the crowd as well. So they kind of invite or push off um, certain kinds of interactions. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's constantly changing. What has it been like covering Pope Francis for the past 10 years or so? Covering Pope Francis the last 10 years has been very similar to covering John Paul II in the early years of his pontificate. It's just go, go, go. It's one thing after another, one surprise after another. The other thing is, you know, today is the feast of St. Francis de Sales, the patron saint of journalists. And the Pope put out his message for World Communications Day. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Which is on AI. Oh, wow. In relationship to communications. And um, kind of the the central message of that, which fits in with his um, idea of journalism as a vocation. Um, he, he compared it to being a doctor, being called to be a doctor, and touching the wounds of humanity which is what journalists do when they kind of reveal the truth. Um, the, the Holy Father's message for the World Communications Day this year focuses on AI and particularly on its impact on communications and how humanity has a responsibility to use technology wisely and not give up ourselves in favor of letting this artificial intelligence, which is not really intelligent, um, just repeat things and um, including lies and falsehoods. Um, the, the logarithms would keep people in their little silos, whereas human communication involves wisdom and heart, he said. And those things are what can help us build a community where truth reigns, where compassion reigns, where people get the information they need to improve their lives, care for the earth, and care for one another. Do you have a sense of what Pope Francis is trying to accomplish at this time? What are his priorities? I think, um, Many of his priorities are focused on building what he calls a synodal church and um, understanding the possibilities of that and kind of the limits of that. Um, creating an environment in the church where everyone feels welcome and where every baptized person realizes that they have 
responsibilities, to, especially for helping to share the gospel. But at the same time, um, everybody listening to one another and sharing responsibility does not mean that everyone has the same role. And so I think he's trying to um, kind of find a good balance there where um, the teaching of the bishops and the Pope and their role as leading the church's discernment is recognized, but that they don't jump to that before they actually do the real listening, because he also believes that the Holy Spirit is been poured out on all the baptized and therefore um, ideas, good ideas for living and sharing the gospel can also rise up from the people of God. At World Youth Day, of course, Pope Francis famously said, todos, todos, todos. And you had a tweet in the past week or so where you quoted the Pope saying, that he hoped hell was empty, that no one was there, which I think fits with his ministry as well. Right, yeah, that that kind of went viral. I think there were a lot of people who, um, people were tweeting um, the names of people they thought should be in hell for sure. <laughs> uh, charitable. <laughs> I mean, you know, Hitler, pedophile priests, those things are understandable, but... Um, the Pope was first asked how he imagines God. And he said he likes to think of God as the father figure in this parable of the prodigal son. And then he was asked, how do you imagine hell? And he said, this isn't dogma or anything. This is just my, my thing. I like to think of it as empty and I hope it will be. And that just fits in with the prayer of all of us that all people will be saved through the power and love of Jesus Christ. You know, um, he was not denying that hell exists. Um, he also, I mean, at the beginning of his pontificate, if you remember, people found it really strange that he spoke about the devil so often or the spirit of this world or the father of all lies. Um, so, you know, he wasn't saying hell doesn't exist. He was saying that he hopes and prays all people will be saved. Thank you, Cindy, for taking the time to talk with us today. And thanks to you all for joining us for this edition of Catholic Current. You can find out more about this week's topic by visiting us online at usccb.org or follow us on social media at usccb. I'm Mara Moser. See you next week. <laughs>